The process is black and white, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. Good morning, Vernon. Good morning, Devin. Good morning, man. So, uh, I, uh, watching the Eagles game last night, I know you didn't watch, but um, you know, it to me corresponded a little bit with our book. So the Eagles were on their way to try and be nine and zero, you know. So they were they were on their way to um, a level of they would kind of continue their perfection, right? I guess you can call it. And it's a and it's a rarity too. Yes, it's a rarity. They were they were doing something. That was would was trying to, you know, be perfect. And one of the chapters that we read this week was "Perfectionist Is Vice," and I was just so happened to like start reading the book um, right earlier in the day before the Eagles game. And I, you know, so I get that chapter in, and then later on, the Eagles is playing, and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know, if you are on path to like winning a championship, right? Like you 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 got this main goal of winning a championship. But then you got this other goal that actually ends up sitting beside it, which is never losing a game, right? Like now it's over. So my question kind of alters a little bit. It's over, but the question I was going to ask you is would you choose to be perfect? And have the emphasis be on we're going undefeated. Like, would would that be a priority of yours, or would you just solely be focused on winning the championship? So, like, essentially, if you have a chance to rest your players at the last game, are you resting your players? Well, I think so. I've always thought that that's actually a lot harder than people give it credit for, right? So you mm-hmm. you you know you have to win sixteen games and. You've you've won fifteen, so now you can rest for the sixteenth game. Mm-hmm. What's your choice, right? Yep. Um, and because the way you get to the, the problem with it is the way that you get to sixteen games is by having a super duper high standard, right? Yes, that's how you get to the fifteenth game at that level, right? And and that's how. Um, that's how you complete a lot, like much like the book we're reading where he talks about like just do the thing and like all, all these different like strategies and sort of like examples of people in history who have done it right um, mm-hmm, who've done mm-hmm. big things holding themselves to a high standard is a hundred percent in that list right yeah however I think to the sort of point right he he talks about Ralph Ellison in the in the book and he's like you know, Ralph Ellison writes Invisible Man, which we read in our in this in, in this experiment that you and I yeah, did, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he doesn't follow it up because he's paralyzed by perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I mean I think my answer is yes. I, I in that spot rest everyone. Like and I, and I'm and maybe a, even a clear way to ask it is 
you're actually sacrificing at that point the the undefeated season just to take it off the table so that in the postseason you're only thinking about winning a championship yeah less it's less that for me right and it's more it's more like perfection is a goal right but Mm -hmm. it's not the actual goal of the team the actual goal of the team is victory and the actual goal of the individual is to act as close to perfect as they possibly can in any given situation so so it's never even a conversation is what you're saying so like no point of the season not like we're not even making it a thing you know we're not we're not at like at press conferences going eight no baby you know we're not making t-shirts we're not doing like you know we're one and oh constantly every week we're just one and oh i think that that's uh ideally that's the person i'd want to be the person yeah. that i'd want to be is <laughs> is yeah. hard in the moment to be that person huh that's exactly yeah exactly because <laughs> they started doing it of and i think it, 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 it but i think it was like yesterday felt like a relief as a fan because i felt like that's what they were getting consumed by the perfection they were getting consumed they were even i'm sure they were looking at the schedule and being like yeah we're gonna be favored in every game like i like i know they were looking past stuff i know it because at the end of games, they were putting up, like, the numbers with their hands. They would do, like, 8-0, you know, we're 7-0. and You know what I mean? Like, that was how conversations was being led. I actually believe that losing this that game yesterday will now allow them to focus primarily on the sole goal of winning a championship. And they can I mean, get may, back. That's, that's the sort of standard thing that – you know, this, it's a conversation that comes up in sports radio a lot, right? Or, mm-hmm. or in, in sports, in athletic achievement, a bunch is like you can end up with two goals and that that is a hindrance. Yes, right? yes. I'm not sure that I necessarily believe that. Um, I just think that the opportunities for it are so rare. You know what I mean? Like yeah. The, the, the way that you get to perfection – for foot for football, for example, is that you are healthy at the right times, right? And the other teams are, and you win the the tough games, and the tough games are coin flips anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're responsible for inputs, not outputs, and like all of the stuff that we talk about on the show, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I don't actually think that the perfection like drags on people or weighs on them, um, but I do think uh. I understand the position that you're taking. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, gotcha, gotcha. It it makes sense to me that uh, that you go like, okay, well now that's off. Now we don't need to think about that. Like in the back of our mind, we don't need to spend Tuesday afternoon driving home from work and thinking like, well, we're almost perfect. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's a nice perk. It's definitely it. it if you have to lose, it's a nice uh, salve for that wound. Yep, and I and I'd say um I would say looking at the book, one of the things that I, I text you this morning was uh was not from that chapter. I don't believe that chapter I think it was a chapter after, um, where he talks about um Might have been the Ellison chapter. 
right? Was it the Allison? I'm I'm confused if it was maybe can you get can you get back up? I, th- I think it might have been can you get back up? I'm it was one of the two, but he made he, yeah I think it was can you get back up? That's what it was, because he was talking about um, standards and he was saying if your standards are so high that you give up when you fall short of them then you don't actually have standards. What you have are excuses. And I, I had to write that down um, because I thought that that was like, oh man, it was, it was smack dab on the head of the nail when he went that statement when it comes to like people in our shoes. You know what I mean? I did this for years. I did this for years where before I decided to take the leap, you know, to to trying to start my own business and all, and figuring out what it what it all looks like, and doing all of the things that I'm doing now, I constantly would like make it where I had to do these impossible tasks that I had no control over before I was willing to say, "All right, I'm going to go start this business." You know what I mean? Like I'd be like, "Oh, I get this certain promotion, then I can go." you know, start the business, but I can't do it until I get this certain promotion because I got to focus on this, this, and this. And the two things had no, no bearing, no, no type of impact on each other. But I, I tied them together just so that I can have an excuse on why I wasn't starting the business that I wanted to start. And we do that all the time, man, where we, we, we make these standards, but they're really actually excuses. Yeah, well, a lot of it, the the stuff you'll you'll say in that spot, right? I did the same. The stuff you're saying, well, I, you know, I need to have so much money before I can do it. Yeah. And you know, I can't start a small thing. It has yeah. to be. I have to take a big shot. Yeah. I can't take a small shot. Or I gotta like, well, I gotta make a plan because if I don't have a plan, the right plan, it won't work. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. It's and it's it's a much more. Um, it, one of the things that I'm like sort of trying to understand about myself and sort of kind of struggling with and we'll figure it out along the way is like I definitely – he talks about eat the frog too in the in the chapters. And he's like, you know, just do the hardest thing first. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, the, yeah. Do, do whatever that is. Just do it first. And um, a lot of times I'll do tasks that are like sugar, right? They're like they feel good, and and I can even justify why they're important. But mm-hmm. the truth about the task is that I want to feel good about something, not that I'm doing a piece of hard work. And I'm trying to sort of balance that, learn how to balance that specific, like those two pressures that I'm experiencing, which is like I would like to complete a task, I have a task that's What's the task that's going to move my business forward or my goals forward and what feels good to do? A lot of times I do what feels good to do and I can justify it because it is in fact valuable, right? But it's not truly a needle mover. Does that make any sense what I'm saying? No, totally. You know, absolutely. And I think like, you know, you, we all, excuse, I just go back to excuses, we all can make excuses for why we're not doing something. Like everybody in this world has, you know what? I even call it a good excuse on why they're not doing whatever it is that they say they want to do. 
Like we are like life itself is an excuse. You, you know, I don't know about you, but every now and again, you, you, you hear people where you might say it. I know I say it at times where I'm, I'm like, hey, that's life. You know what I mean? Because life itself is, is an excuse. But if you really want something, if you're saying you really want something, the truth is that in life, there's no excuses, nothing really stopping you from doing that thing that, that, that you want to do as far as a business goes, because you can always start it at its smallest level. You can start it at its smallest level. You can start it by just having one customer and, and, and having that one customer, you, you have a business and, and people it's the thing is, is are you willing to accept that in the beginning, based on, you know, the resources that you have, all you have is enough for one customer. Are you willing to accept that? And most people aren't. And and that's where the excuses come into play. Yep. And it's and it's like exacerbated by if you really want something, you can start small. Yep. And then if you really want something, you need to do the thing that you're doing. You you have many options once you're doing that to do uh, really anything, right? The question is, is like, are you picking the correct thing that actually moves value? To, to put it, I guess, in a, a simpler terms, like a sports thing, how many times have you deliberately practiced shooting free throws versus how many times have you sort of just like casually tossed the ball up, right? Those are two different things and get you long term, get you two different outcomes, right? Yep. Um, and you and you see it with like what the out the outcome is, and you're in the same spot, right? Like you guys have your business that's maybe a spices business and maybe a catering business. It's sort of figuring itself out. And then the question is: Is are you working on deliberate free throws, or are you working on well, we're just kind of shooting the next shot? Both are valuable, you know. Mm-hmm. Both are useful. Um, and on a long enough timeline, I think both will get you somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think what you're speaking to is like, all right, you know, I'm in the game, I'm in the league, I'm on a bench, on a team, and I'm trying to figure out well, what attributes of mine is going to help this team the most. You know, what what do I need to add to my game to help this team the most? You know, and that and that might mean, all right, I need to become a better free throw shooter. Or I might need to become a better defender or, you know what I mean? Cause you're not, you're not the star player. So you need to find the role that you're going to play. Cause all, all of the conversations that we're having is not about the star player. We're having the Jeremy Grant conversation. Of course. And, and that player has to start off small and has to get in the gym, be at practice, observe for a while. Yeah. Figure out like, Oh, this team needs this. And then once you identify it, you go all in on that thing and you you hone that skill. And then when you get traded, <laughs> another team might need you to do something totally different because you got to constantly continue to find little ways to stay in stay in the league. And so you might need to be a defensive stopper on one team, but then another team, you might need to go and work on that three corner three and be a corner three knockdown guy every, every you know what I mean? So uh, everywhere you go for us, every time it pivots, every time it changes, 
you just got to figure out where you fit and how can you stay in the game to continue taking shots, you know, and, and that's part of it as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting dilemma, right? Because first step is get to a thing, right? <laughs> Go from nothing mm-hmm. to something is sort of mm-hmm. step one. Find right? your sport, yeah. Find yep. your sport, uh, and then step two is make that something valuable. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm 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 interested and sort of surprised and pleased that step one, uh, I've completed. So now I need to figure out like okay, well where's step two at? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So totally. How about uh, some of the other little side notes in this book? Like, I never read any other JFK books or or really like done a lot of, you know, searching on some of the myths of JFK and all of that. Like, I knew about the Dr. Martin Luther King myth. I don't know. I'm, I'm imagining it's true. I don't know. It's one of those things that you hear about his infidelity. Um, yep. JFK's uh, a drug abuse stuff. I didn't know he was a, a addicted to so many drugs. I had no idea about that part. Um, you know, but that, w- that was interesting. Yeah. Um, it's interesting how many ultra famous people or whatever are imperfect right um, oh yeah and I mean, and that that's not the story that we ever tell about them right that we i think earlier you were talking about history right and you were like you mm-hmm. know, history is kind of always wrong <laughs> maybe that was before we started the show but yeah, you, were yeah, like, no. you were like history is a little bit always wrong because people write it and i was like yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's not to say, you know, I, I'm telling you, my, my viewpoint on history is I just like, I kind of, I kind of believe it, believe things, the details of it half heartedly because it, it, it's, it's always some other side, this, you know, um, basically challenging the, the, the details, you know what I mean? It's like memory. It's like someone always remembers it differently. And you got one person that remembers it this way and then another person that remembers it that way. And the story ends up getting told, you know, from other people's perspectives. And it's it's never 100% accurate. You know, the question that I got asked, by the way, and I'll say it on air, is that, you know, it was a a general question. It really wasn't a, a, like the nuance was taken out of it because it was one of those questions when you're debating with somebody and they wanted to be a yes or no answer because they, they think they just got you in this debate. But I was asked like, do I believe history is true? And my answer was, well, if you're just asking me in this general question without nuance, then I guess I have to say no. But if you want to put nuance in, in context in it is I think history is told by some human's perspective of a chain of events. And therefore, inside of most of the history we know, there's some there's some fallacies inside of it. And I don't know if I am willing to spend the time to get to the truth, but I also don't believe you'll ever get to the truth because most of our history no one's here from that time and even their perspective can be wrong 
So you're left with belief. You're left with, hey, based on what you hear, do you believe Dr. Martin Luther King had infidelity as a man in the 1950s and 60s? You know, and based off of everything that you heard. And then, you you know, popular opinion becomes the jury. And for me, I mean, it sounds like it's possible. It's 1950. Like, the infidelity was probably at its highest point. Um, but I don't know. I wasn't there. Maybe. I guess so. I think the the more sort of important question in that for that thing, and we actually, this is similar to what I said earlier, actually, when we were talking about this off air, is why is someone talking about it and what does it matter? Right? Yeah, um, exactly. Because the reason that somebody might be wanting to talk about King's infidelity is to disparage him. And no human is perfect. So if he did, who cares? Like, yeah. what impact does that have on the things that Martin Luther King is known for? Exactly. Now, if somebody else wants to talk about it and their perspective is like, hey, you know, people are imperfect. And even, you know, King was imperfect. And here are the ways that he was imperfect. And that should make you feel like you can conquer your own personal demons or you can still achieve something despite knowing that you have flaws or whatever. That's a totally different conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's very straightforward to be like, well, wh- why why is this important to you? Like, exactly. Is it important to you because you're trying to tarnish what is like a person who had a huge impact on history, had a huge mm-hmm. impact on you know a lot of good things, or is it because you're saying, you know, hey, even King is imperfect in lots of ways, and here's yes. some of the ways. And that and that I agree, I agree. That's a hundred percent true. The, yep, you're one hundred percent right. The, yeah, you got to understand what's the person going for when they ask exactly. that question, and you can then follow it up with like, well, why are you asking? Like, exactly. what, why does this matter, right? Because you people will say ridiculous things about history, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and people speak as if there's anyone in the past that was perfect, uh, and and that like no one's per- no one's perfect now. No one, uh, you know, people speak about people like bring up people's, you know, skeletons, you know, to, to be like, aha, is this, this is the person you want to follow. It's like if you did it at everyone, guess what? Every single person in the, that ever has walked this earth has some skeletons in that cl- in their closet that would have millions of people go, oh, I'm not following that person no more. You know what I mean? Like we can do that all day long. We can play that game all day long. No one's perfect. We you talk know? about um, food a lot, right, On the uh, in our conversations yeah. together. And we talk about it from sort of two perspectives, right? We talk about it from, like, what's delicious and sous vide and, like, making something a, a good meal. And you're, you're into cooking. And so you talk about, like, potential like, different things that you guys have made. Lamb lollipops that one time. Like, all the different things that you guys can make, right? Mm-hmm. But then we also talk about it, like, how are we controlling our weight, <laughs> right? <laughs> because... And I'm pretty well in control of my weight in a lot yes. of ways, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but also, there's and I'm two cookies. Yeah. I'm, and I'm you're not. Definitely not. Yes. Um, but there's two cookies in my cabinet right now, and I'm thinking about them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm low yeah. key thinking about them. Does that make me somehow <laughs> imperfect? Right? Like, oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. We're all imperfect. But, like, exactly. You know what I mean? And, you know, do I think that you should adjust how you relate your relationship with food? 
Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Because it's your health. And I think one of the chapters in here, he was, I guess it was Kennedy, actually, that he was talking about where the, mm-hmm. the doctor was like, dude, you need to do sit-ups every day. And you need to do, you know, like, and then he got better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said he needed, stuff, to, yeah, he needed to focus on his health. Yeah, that stuff matters. Um, but, man, you know, nobody's nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to be perfect. That's not that's not how this works. Nope. <laughs> nope. And you need to have grace for people who aren't perfect. Because you're going to want grace the mo- that that moment when your imperfections get you into trouble. So, how do you think about um let's use food and hopefully this doesn't offend you and I apologize in advance if it does. But how do you think about the fact how how do we reconcile the areas where we're imperfect, right? You're imperfect around food. Uh-huh. Um or you're not meeting your goals where you, you know what I mean? Like, I think you're pretty well not meeting your goals around food, right? Oh, um, for sure. So how do we and reconcile? It's probably not even food for me. It's probably more just overall health. health. Yeah. Put, you know, even like taking your medicine, uh, doing the getting exercising, getting enough sleep, you know, because food's probably, I'd say in that order, food might be the last, you know, because actually I probably, Food sometimes in the way of like, are you actually eating? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, so it's overall health for me. But go ahead. What, what your question? You can go. I yeah. Well, 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 how do we reconcile the because um, I think one of the things we talked about again before the show is like growth. Right. We're both interested in becoming different people over time. Right. And improving yeah. ourselves. Blah, blah, blah. And how do we recognize a hole in your game? Or the holes in my game. Like, how, how do we look at those and think about them and, you know, square them with the fact that, like, all right, well, you're also moving tremendous stuff towards, you know, being a father, being, uh, you know, good at your job, running a company. You're doing all these things that are, like, objectively huge wins, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. expending a lot of energy on those, but you're missing – you know what what could arguably be called a pillar right you're not working on one full maybe area or or you have a you know a weakness how do we talk about that and think about that in the context of this whole like discipline is destiny sort of perspective that that's a a great question and a necessary one one that we probably should have more at the end of most of these weeks as we read this book and, and kind of go through different areas and, and have this. So so we'll start this as week one, me and, and just health. Sure. And I think the thing that we can talk about is when you go to, you know, the standards and having high standards, right? So I think there's this, when I look at health, one of the mistakes that I always make is I don't know if I really want to get better or believe I need to get better right now. And that that's part of the reason. I'll be honest. Like totally sure. being vulnerable, right? And that's because in a way and the reason why I can say that is because the goals that I set are way too lofty. And our goals that I know I, I, I know there's no way I'm gonna hit them. Oh, you should be able to run a three hour marathon and have a, a six pack abs and all these like other kind yeah, of insane or, or I'm not ever eating Chick-fil-A again. Like, I'll actually, like, add that right. to the list. Like, I'll be like, oh, I'm, 
I'm not going to Chick-fil-A anymore. That That's going to fix it. Or um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to run every day. I'm going to do a mile every day. Like that, the goals in the beginning are just too lofty. Right. And what ends up happening is I end up making the excuse of, well, I might as not even do it today because I didn't do it yesterday. So what's the point? You know, All right, I already had Chick Fil A today. Uh, I guess I right. have it tomorrow. The whole the whole day is uh, the whole day is out the window now because I mm-hmm. had Chick Fil A this morning. It what you know what's interesting is the the message that you sent right. If your standards are so high that you give up when you fall short, then you don't actually have standards. What you have is excuses. It sounds to me like part of the reason that that struck to you is because oh, you it's rec- me. You recognized yourself. Oh yeah, it was me. That's why I sent it to you. That's why it hit. Because it was me. No, I'm. I, I, and that's why I'm. I, I said I'm glad you asked that question because it allows me to speak on that exact statement. It's me, and it's been me in a lot of different areas of my life. And I'm glad that in one area, I was able to remove it. And far as business and as far as, you know, wanting to be, you know, focusing on entrepreneurship and everything like that. Like, even though it, it isn't nailed down what it is that I'm doing, but I'm doing it every day. Yeah. Well, actually, and more I'm than doing... one area since I've known you, because you also yes. did it professionally as well. Yes. Yes. I'm doing it every every day, man. And I'm really, you know, I'm really doing it. And now on the health side of things, I'm doing it when I'm when it's when it's scary and then once it's no longer scary I'm not doing it and not that it's actually no longer scary it's just no longer scary in the sense of what I've told myself right in the moment it's no longer scary man what I told myself and I think like this for me like that hit and it's like maybe I need to just like do like the advice from the business side of things. It's like pick that small thing and maybe don't cut it entirely. Maybe just go, you know, I don't know. When I have Chick-fil-A, I'm not going to allow that to be the gateway to now having primos and, you know, friggin' uh, pizza that week and this, that. Like maybe I'm going to accept that it's okay I had a bad morning, but it doesn't have to be a bad day. Like in that, yeah. that something along those lines is where I got to like figure out like, cause I'll even say it to myself and I'll have the moment where I'm, I'm in the decision moment and I'm like, man, I, I really shouldn't. I just had like freaking Chick-fil-A this morning. Like, why am I like getting, you know, I don't know, a hoagie or why am I like getting this thing? And I'm like, well, fuck it. I had Chick-fil-A. And then I'm just, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I got to, like, figure out a way to, like, say, all right, but no, it starts now. And even when I do make that mistake, I have to be like, all right, I fucked up the whole day yesterday, but I'm back at it today. And and have kind of like an addict's mindset. You know what I mean? Because part of... Part of food for me is a coping mechanism. Yo, if I have a stressful day at work, best believe I'm getting Chick-fil-A. Like, it's oh. 100%. I stress eat 100%. I know it. It's- oh, I do, too. Just yeah. just so you know, that that's not, not, not at all a unique thing, right? Like, the reason that there are two cookies is because I had sort of a stressful weekend, right? I went through, and there's so that now there's two cookies in there. 
<laughs> the, the ones mm-hmm. that I'm like low key thinking about, because it's the same exact thing, right? It, the way that you, you know, it, it's a way. It's a. I also happily will exercise, right? Like that's another way that I combat that sort of like I had some stress. What can I do? I can exercise, right? So yeah, yeah. I I have some negative habits, but I also happen to have a couple of positive habits too. So that's helpful. Yeah. So. You know? But yeah, that's a normal thing to stress eat, I think. And like, I don't know, it's, it, it seems like it's one of the big challenges, right? Uh, is like, how do you manage health? Because there's so many aspects to it, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And that makes, that makes paralysis really, really easy. Because you're Absolutely. like, well, I have to fix 15 different things. <laughs> yeah, or no sleep. I don't have any sleep. So I'm making terrible decisions because you're tired. Because yo, I'm tired. Whenever I'm tired, I eat terribly yeah i eat terribly when i'm tired i crave different things when i'm tired yesterday i was tired and i'm like falling asleep on the eagles game and i'm like yo i need wings like i just need wings like i'm like like and and, and this, the crazy part is is like i had we had we made dinner so like food was there but i like rejected that because i was tired and was like Nah, I'm ordering wings. You know, and I sat down, and I'm like, the game's on. And I literally, like, passed out. I barely, like, I watched the games in bits and pieces. I was literally, like, in and out, sleep on the game, eating wings, and just being, like, exhausted. And just being, like, I'm too tired to, like, comprehend any other meal than, like, wings. I need wings. Like, it's football and wings. Right, you know what I'm saying, and like your I brain, your brain just goes towards this one thing, and then and then you can't. The part about being tired is then you can't snap your brain out of. Nope, it. you can't fight it. It's you losing battle. Nope, you don't have the energy, and that plays a role in it. So there, there's absolutely, and I think like here's here's a uh, in a sick way of of looking at it is like as time goes on, I'm I'm aware, and I'm definitely conscious of the things that are happening. And what I'm doing to myself in terms of the way that I'm thinking. Um, now, things like little things have gotten better for sure. You know, like salt. Like, I now don't, like, I now am conscious about just salt. And even my palate has changed where I don't want it as much. And I don't, I don't hardly use it as much. Sugar, I'm more conscious of sugar. Things that used to be not, did not used to be sweet to me. It's now sweet. Like, if I eat, like, a crimpet, I'm like, yo, this, like, I don't want this. Ugh, it's right. too sweet. So, like, there's these very, like, I guess you can call them these very micro things that are getting better just based on the, my, you know, just being more conscientious right. of this. So, I am making, like, certain better decisions, but it's it's just very, very small better decisions. You know what I mean? But the bad ones still outweigh it by so much that it's 100%. Like, I need to 100% do more. I need to, like, continue to add to this. But there are small, like, you know, I don't want to beat myself down. But there's there's small percent. Like, we don't fry much at all. Like, I used to fry the shit out of stuff back, you know, like seven years ago. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, you know, it, it didn't matter. Like, if we were making French fries, they were going in the deep fryer. Now they go in the air fryer or the oven. You know what I'm saying? Like certain little things have, has, you know, happened that is better. 
Right. There are some wins. Yeah. But there's still some other things that I I want to do that I that I'm I know I need to do, put it that way. Right. That I'm still trying to like, you know, come around on. Yeah, I'm know? interested to see where the discipline is destiny approach, you know, reading and thinking about these the problems that this is talking about and your um sort of experience around your health apply right i'm interested to see what sort of approaches that you can take from this book or sort of what thoughts you know mantras whatever you want to call it because i don't know this this book is very mantra sort of stuff right it's like all these examples of how discipline improves but it's not a lot of like blocking and tackling right it's not a lot of like here's the thing that you can do right Mm -hmm. It's, it's more like here's a story about Ralph Ellison and how discipline didn't work for him. Or here's a story about this person and how they used discipline to, here's a story about the queen and what she did. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, no, I'm interested it. to see what you can grab onto and then impact your health with. Yeah. Small things. I just gotta keep, keep, keep being conscious and doing, doing the little things in terms of like, you know, I got to get to an addict's mindset of, Hey, setbacks are going to happen, but get back on, get back up, get back up. Yep. You know, and the way you do that is kind of what that statement was. And, um, you know, the, the last statement that he said in it, which was, you know, if, if, if your standards are so high that you, ha that you give up when you fall short of them, then you don't actually have standards. What you have are excuses. And I got to get to some standards and get away, you know, get away from these excuses. Yeah, and if you sit there thinking about it as standards like that, right? Yeah. Very quickly, you will, um, like, if you think about it as standards, it's it's really hard to look yourself in the eye and make an excuse. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like when you're like, well, this is just an excuse, but I'm going to do it anyway. That's a that's a hard one to jump over. Not that you can't do it, and not that it sometimes doesn't happen, but it's hard to do every day. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, you yeah. know, I'd say my standard right now would be, I it can't it can't be months and weeks of spiraling. Like, I need to treat every day as its own entity, and give and start every day with these are my standards, and making sure that every day begins with that. Sometimes it becomes the standards get thrown out the window after one mistake. And it takes like, could take months before I get back. And that's the thing that I'd say like right now, right in this moment that I have to do is like put each day, like, like file each day away and start fresh. You know, like they tell like an addict, you know, one day at a time. You know, don't string them together. Just one day. Yeah, and that, that's the biggest thing that I yeah. see as a self-evaluated evaluation. Yeah. I think I think it'll be an interesting thing to kind of like for us to discuss and sort of keep an eye on. And you know, we don't have to go too hard at it because it's, it's also a personal thing, right? But yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, but I'm, still. I'm, I'm interested because again, we've we've both made some wins on, you know, have we created a business? Yes. You know, now my struggle for sure is like, 
am I actually working on something or am I just am I just polishing for no reason, right? Which is definitely what I'm doing right now, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems like right now a little bit your struggle is like, what am I doing about my health? Like, do I have that? Do I have that under control? Am I thinking about that with the right perspective? So, should be very cool. So, yeah. I look. Let me. Uh, yeah, bro. Let me bounce, and we'll touch base next week. Yeah, you got it, man. Talk All right. Uh, where can people find us? They can find us at theprocessisblackandwhite.com, or they can search us on all the social media platforms at The Process is Black and White, and we'll pop right up. All right, man. Talk to you next week. All right, bro. See you.